what's up, Street Squad, and welcome to another episode of Street Smart Christian, the number one Christian podcaster, at least in my head anyways. How is everybody doing this morning? Um, it's Saturday. Usually we do these things on um, Wednesdays, but um, this week we had a little bit of crazy weather. I don't know if everybody else had that same crazy weather, but we did, and so we had to cancel Street Smart Youth Group, which will resume this Wednesday. So kiddos, come join us this Wednesday um, right here at the church here in Calhan. It's from 6.30 to 7.30. So check our website, www.streetsmartchristian1.com for all the latest details on that. Or you can always follow us on Facebook at Street Smart Christian Facebook, um, Street Smart Christian on Instagram, Uh pretty much covers it all and also we advertise anywhere we can the podcast is on our website it's on spotify it's on amazon music it's on apple music podcasts it's wherever you can get your podcast so tune in all the latest information on everything we got going on on that if you notice i am missing my sidekick kevin mr mestis is uh well this wednesday the weather was kind of uh not agreeing and i guess he had a tummy ache or something i don't know uh, so we couldn't make it, so I said I will get some together. We got a new camera. Um, we're going to be experimenting with cameras and camera angles and a couple cameras going at the same time. I'm going to research some of that. If you guys got any helpful information on that as well, that would be great. Um, we could use all the help we can get, guys. We really can. I mean, we want to get the... We want to be here to get the message out, but we also want to give you guys the best quality, the best sound, whatever we can do to improve let us know um today we had our men's prayer breakfast guys we do men's prayer breakfast here at the church every saturday not almost made a mistake not every saturday it's the second saturday of every month we have a men's prayer breakfast a lot of us guys get together have a delicious breakfast fellowship like-minded christian men um prayer requests we just we have a great time um if you guys want to join us for that please uh DM, PM, whatever it is, leave a message, email streetsmartchristian at gmail.com. <clears throat> We'd love to have you. Um, but today we did a devotional. I led a devotional, and uh, something that's always on my heart and stuff like that is in Matthew chapter 4. So today's podcast is really going to be on jab- chapter 4 of Matthew, um, starting in verse 1. And that chapter is t- the temptation of Jesus. And guys, I like that chapter because every day as a christian man i am tempted every day with everything it's not just sexual temptation which comes to mind when you say tempted no that's that's not it we can be tempted with anything we can be tempted on t with tv music your everyday life uh temptation's always there and it's such a, a such a breath of fresh air a glass of cold water to get into matthew chapter 4 the temptation of jesus because just when we think we're alone and we think we're being targeted and we sometimes feel like, why why has God forgot about me? Why is Satan always attacking me? Or what is it that's making me feel this way? Why am I always faced with these decisions, these choices, this, just my brain? What's going on, God? What's going on here? And to know that Satan tried tempting Jesus as well for 40 days in the wilderness. Um, he tried to give him easy outs. He tried to make 
life so much better and the temptations that we're going to get into that he offered to Jesus was like man if that that was offered to me some of that doesn't sound like a bad deal Jesus is the only one that did it perfectly the only one who resisted the devil and all his schemes and all the nonsense and temptations that he did so if you want to follow along with me and we'll get into this a lot more we're going to turn to Matthew chapter 4 and really guys this is what going forward with our podcast even when Kevin's here yes we're gonna have fun we're gonna pick on each other we're gonna we're gonna make people laugh that's you know laughter is so good for the soul um but we want to really get into the word because that's that's really what our mission is that's really what Kevin and I set out to do was to get the message across that's why we started the street smart Christian youth group with the street squad and uh it starts out with our kiddos so need your guys's help to help build this platform you know, we're just we're just the, the two dancing monkeys behind the camera. You guys are in control of this. You guys make it grow. Without you guys, we would be nothing. Well, first off, without Christ, we're absolutely nothing. Without you guys, I mean, with the support and the love, you guys help us do that. And let's go out there and make fishers of men. Go out and make disciples of all nations. So Matthew chapter 4, it starts out saying, then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For forty days and for forty nights he fasted and became very hungry. During that time the devil came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus said, No. The scriptures say people do not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Can you imagine... You're starving, right? You're super hungry, and we all do that, and you get hangry, and oh my gosh. And a lot of times to get rid of that hangriness or whatever, your significant other, a friend, a family member, your mom, your dad might say, here. Um, and we take that, and we feel better, right? Could you imagine being in the wilderness, the desert, whatever your wilderness might be, and you're starving to death, and Satan comes and says, hey. I can take away all this hunger and all this problem and stuff. Just uh, turn turn this into a subway, and then all of a sudden, boom! You could do that. I'd probably take that deal. I mean, it, as bad as it sounds, a lot of us, I think, would take, you know, oh my gosh, just a quick fix like that. And here Jesus is saying, people do not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Meaning, we need to be praying. We really need to be praying. When it comes to that, when we sweet, when we seek God and surrender to him, we should not mistakenly think that our faith will insulate us from temptations. In fact, Jesus was actually led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit for a prolonged siege of temptation. This should serve as fair warning that temptation may not quickly on the heels of a signal, high, a spiritual high. God can use such trials in our lives to remind us how helpless we are without him. Now God's going to take care of us, guys. Um, Satan can offer a quick fix and make you feel comfortable where you're at, but God can permanently fix that stuff, you know, that hunger, that thirst. You know, in Scripture it says Jesus told, uh, you know, drink from my well and, and never be thirsty again. I mean, it's it's really really about that then the devil took him to a holy city jerusalem to the highest point of the temple and said if you are the son of god jump off for the scriptures say he will order the angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands and you won't even hurt your foot on a stone you know 
man, doesn't doesn't that you know? Oh, hey, God's God. Doesn't God say He's got you all the time? Then just jump. You'd be fine. Just imagine if He did. Jesus responded. The scriptures also say, "You must not. You must not test the Lord your God." Next, the devil took him to the peak. Don't te- don't don't test God, guys. Don't. It's so easy. You know, a lot of us sit there and say, "God, I want, I want, I want, I want." Just, just give this to me. If you do this, I'll do that. If, if you do this, I'll do this. Now you, you should do it anyways. Don't test God. You, you know, if you have parents ever said, "Don't test me, boy. Don't test me, girl." It's basically what Jesus. Don't. T- I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put God to the test and jump off this building and assume He's gonna send angels down to pick me up and not let me hurt a foot on a stone. I mean, not. He's saying, devil's just saying, just jump out there, do it, God's got you. We know how many times I wake up in the morning and it's completely dark in my room and I pray that God sends me that lamp to my feet, as it says in the Psalms, a light to my path, a lamp to my feet, and I stub my toe. And I, God said, don't test me. Keep your focus on me and I'll keep you safe. I'm not saying you're not going to stub your toe from every now and then, but keep your focus on me. And I will make sure I provide enough light for you to get through that maze, that trial. That You're going to learn maybe you stub your toe enough. Take a different path. Maybe you're on the wrong path. Remove that laundry basket. Move that whatever it is. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. This is where Jesus becomes a G. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. For the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. I'm not kneeling down to you, Satan. Keep all the riches. Keep all the gold. Could you imagine Satan shows up to your house right now? You're having troubles paying your bills, your mortgage, feeding your kids, new clothes. You want all the new, 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 all this cool stuff. And Satan shows up and said, hey, as long as you just say, hey, bow down worship me i will give you everything you've ever wanted the big house the fast cars the lifted trucks the beautiful wife the endless bank account the the whatever you call that credit card it has no limit and would you have the guts to tell him now scripture says you're only to worship your lord your god and no nobody else over him nobody else just you lord god i'll continue to struggle because I'm going to continue to worship my God. That's super hard, guys. I, that, I, I'm glad that I have never been faced with that, but it could happen. It could happen. I just pray that we all have the strength to say, "No, I'm going. I'm going to continue to worship my God. I'm not going to. I'm not going to kneel down. Not today, Satan. Not today." So guys, as we go into 2023 here, I know I'm beating this, you know, I'm beating this horse to death here, but um, every year, I don't, as I was explaining today, I haven't seen a year yet where people are like, wow, that was finally the best year. The world gets nastier and nastier and nastier, and as we, as Christian men and women, we need to stand up, stand out, and make it the best year that we can make it for Christ and spreading the gospel, you know, expanding the kingdom. 
foot soldiers on the front line, as Kevin mentioned in breakfast today. Um, we're on the front line. We're soldiers. Let's get out there, and, and we really need to focus on expanding the kingdom, you know, getting people closer to Christ, walking more like Christ, being more like Christ. And if we can finally do that, guys, oh, my gosh, the sky is a limit. We don't worry about what the rest of the world's doing. We don't worry about what the rest of the world's going through. It's a disgusting, horrible cesspool of sin out there. And we need to stop focusing so much on that and fitting into that and focus on Christ and go wherever he leads us. Get out there, spread the word of God to these people who are stuck in this muck, this nasty sewer system called the world. Stand out for Christ. Pull them out of it and say, you know, your boots are still going to get dirty, but I can get you out of this much. I can't get you out of anything. Christ can get you out of it. You got to constantly write. It's not me. It's Christ. It's the Holy Spirit. Once you let that Holy Spirit take over this and this, you're still going to act a fool a lot of times, but it's way better than that disgustingness out there. Now, if you guys would, let's turn to Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. I got a new Bible. I'm reading from the NLT. It's good. I love how this reads. Galatians chapter 6 is we harvest what we plant. We reap what we sow. How many people have ever heard that? You reap what you sow. You get what you put in. And how many of us put in this much and say, I don't have anything. I don't have anything. Mm, let's Let's put our boots to the pavement and let's go out there. Let's put it in. Let's give an effort. Put in an effort. That's what Christ is asking us to do. Put in that effort. And then we will harvest what we plant. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer, here's a big part of going in. This is this is so huge, guys. Let's listen to this. If another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back into the right path. How do we, what does that look like? As guys, I know that you see something going on that shouldn't be going on, and you're a believer, and you know it's sin. You automatically want to confront it with force and anger and just stop. Stop. You want to shake them. Stop. Just please stop. Paul here is telling the Galatians, you, need to show, you should gently and humbly help a person back onto the path. Because nobody's too far gone. That's, that's the message of the cross. All the, you can leave your junk at the cross. Nobody, nobody is too far gone to be saved by Jesus Christ. No, it doesn't matter what you, I don't care what you did. It doesn't matter what you did. And as Christian, as followers of Christ, we're to imitate Christ and we're to help put people back on the right path when we see them slipping. And so many times we turn a blind eye. I didn't see that. I don't want to see that. I don't want you to tell me all your junk. I don't want to know it. I I don't want to feel any kind of certain way about you. Well, you know what he's saying? We as godly people should gently and humbly help that person back on the right track. And it's not going to be one time. We might have to do it 50 times. We might have to do it until the good Lord calls us home or Jesus returns. One of the two. But we are to humbly and kindly, gently, 
get people back on the right track. That could be here in your church. That could be your brother. It could be your sister, your cousin, your aunt, your uncle, your mom, your dad. I don't know. Your best friend, your enemy. I don't know. But really let that marinate in your head. How do we gently and humbly get that person on the right track without, you know, it may have to come. I don't know. It may have to come to that. I don't know. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. You mean you surround yourself, you know, a lot of times we see people on the wrong track and we think, well, if we kind of get into that circle, that friend zone, that circle of friends and, and we go to the places they're going, maybe then they'll be my friend and then I can direct them more towards Christ and or I can get them to like me more and then then I can spread the gospel to them well that's what he's saying here do not fall into the same temptation yourself that might be going to the keg party in the field guys that might be going to the bar that might be going to the party that might be going to places you shouldn't be that may be talking how you shouldn't talk that might be telling lies that might be hiding sneaking around I don't know what that looks like to you but Paul is telling us don't fall into the same temptations. We need to reach out to these people. Jesus ate with the sinners, but he didn't partake in the sin. You know what I mean? So we can eat with the sinners. We can sit with the sinners. We don't have to partake in the sin. Hate the sin, hate the sin not the sinner. You know what I mean? So we, we need to be careful that we don't fall into the same patterns because we think that they might like us more or they might get closer to us if we do so. We need to be very careful with that. So we don't want to fall into the same temptation, but we still want to help the sinner. Share each other's burdens, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. Share each other's burdens. I mean, to your friends, find yourself an accountability partner. Find yourself a really good friend in Christ. And it might not be just one. It could be two, three. I have a few. Um, Kevin is my, you know, my best friend in Christ. He's, my, he's one of the guys that I can call on the phone when I know I'm sleep, slipping. Sleeping. <laughs> I call him on the phone. Hey, I'm sleeping. No, when I'm slipping or temptation is becoming too much or, you know, I'm thinking of things that I shouldn't be or wanting to fall into this. I can call him and we can talk about it. He does the same for me. He calls me and we sit there on the phone, sometimes 15 minutes, sometimes an hour or whatever. The case, and we, we get it off of our chest and we individually pray for each other. And we get together and we do these Bible studies. And we try to lead by example. And, and, and so much so now because we're in the youth group leading that. We have, it's so important to lead by example. It, it is so important to imitate Christ the best way that we can to put in that effort. Even though we're not going to be like Christ, we're not perfect, we're going to sin, temptation takes over, we're going to mess up, guys. We're going to mess up. But if you have somebody to share your burdens with, share your junk with, share all that. I'm not saying go in the middle of Walmart and get on the loudspeaker and just announce to the world everything that's going on with you or everything that is just not right in your head. I'm saying find yourself somebody or a group of guys or a group of ladies, 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 guys and guys. And get together and get that junk out. Get it off. Get it out there. Throw it at the cross. And then, and then your, your Christian brothers and sisters, they know what to look for. They know what you're struggling with. And when they see that little bit seeping back in, they can pull you back and say, hey, man, come back to the light. 
That's what we need, and it's so important. I never knew. I never thought I needed that until I met Kevin, and then it's so much easier to get all that junk out there. And we pick on each other here on the podcast, but we just get all that junk out. We have those serious moments. Here's another thing, and ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, this is a little bit um, hard to swallow. If you think you're too important to help somebody, this means like you know you see those people and you're like, mm, I'm just gonna look this way or. That's not my problem. It's really not my problem. I don't want to get involved. I don't need this. They're going to have to figure that out on their own. And once they do, I'll come back and talk to them. Well, guys, that's really what they're going to say right here is if you think you're too important to help someone, <laughs> this is Paul. And this had to be the most gangsta move I've read in a long time. If you are too important, if you think you are too important to help somebody, you're only fooling yourself. Here's the here's the gut puncher. Cuz you know why? You're not that important. Boom. Paul did, that's that's an ultimate Paul's talking to the Galatians mic drop walk off the stage. If you think you're too important to help somebody, you're only fooling yourself cuz guess what? You're not that important. Drop walk off the stage. I can only imagine the Galatians are probably looking at you. <laughs> what? What? What did he say? You know, as I look into this, in, in this study Bible, this new study Bible I got, you know, I wanted to kind of see what what they were kind of saying. Um, there will be no denying the fa- facts. We need to take this warning seriously and take steps to change now. We don't have to wait to bear the consequences of sin before we act using God's word as a measuring stick we can reflect honestly on our lives and make the necessary adjustments redirecting our course before it is too late before it's too late you're not that important we will always harvest what we have planted in other words sins have painful consequences you might be able to fool we might be able to fool ourselves for a while into thinking certain activities and relationships are all right, but when the consequences catch up with us, there will be no denying the facts. Boy, that is a Man, I always thought I was making the right decisions. I always thought I was on the right path and man, I'm I'm on I'm next making all good choices and, and man that sin caught up to me and hit me like a locomotive. I was gonna say like a Mack truck, but it was more like a tank, like a locomotive pulling tanks doing a hundred and thirty miles an hour. And I was standing in the tracks not looking and the sins came and there was no denying. Oh, it got nasty. It got worse and worse and worse. And there's no denying the fact of the matter was I was not living a godly life. I fooled myself. Satan deceived me into thinking that I believe in God. That's good enough. Well, for me, that wasn't good enough. Because I was still living in a nasty cesspool of sin. And it wasn't good, guys. It wasn't good. It took concrete floors and bars and being scared to death and depressed and not knowing where to turn to finally click those lights on to say, 
I like a comfortable bed. And, and, and then I finally, when I got to the point to where I just gave it all to Christ, man, I took a lot of junk. I took a lot of crap from friends thinking that, you know, I've had friends say that, you know, it's kind of odd that I just went from one extreme to the next. And I took a lot of junk and it, it was hard for a while. You know, it was, you know, it's, but that freight train of sin just caught up with me and I was drowning. I couldn't breathe. And so I just kept going forward. And even in the beginning of my Christian walk, it still wasn't perfect. I was still sinning, like <laughs> trying to hide it. Like, who am I hiding it from? The only person that matters is God, the one who created me. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking I'm hiding it. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't hiding it very, very well. Um, Let's see what else do I got here. We can go in our memory verse. This is a good one. So in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, this also went into my uh, study today. I need to, I got this new Bible and I haven't highlighted everything, but the temptation in your life are no different from what other experience. The temptations, this is 1 Corinthians 10, 13, ZNLT. Um, The temptations in your life are no different from what everybody else has experienced. Your problems are no bigger or no smaller than anybody else that you deal with every day. It might not look the same. It might not be the same video playing in your head. And it might not necessarily be the same junk that you're dialing in. I mean, my experience is probably way different than a heroin addict. I mean, I've never done drugs. So, um, those, but the consequences of those sins are exactly the same. So my, my journey is a little different than his, but we're still suffering the same kind of sin. We're still, we're still having a rough time with that. And so that's right back to Galatians. We need to reach out as brothers and sisters and get the, get that junk out and, and talk about it, but they're no different. So just when you think you're the only one, you got so much worse. Well, you don't, <laughs> it's kind of rough, but. The temptation in your life is no different from another's experience, and God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. We might think that I can't take it. And if you follow Satan and you just want to be a part of this world, you might not be able to take it. He's not saying that this, there's, it's not hard. But if you keep your focus on Christ, you can make it. It's not going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be hard, but you'll get through it. He'll pull you through it. Keep your focus on Christ. And that's hard because you want to blame him for everything. But it's Satan making you so comfortable that everything that happens bad, you blame it on God. Well, it's Satan laughing. He's laughing at you. He didn't care about you. What he cares about most is that you don't study your scripture. You don't get into the Bible. You don't follow Christ. That's what he's concerned about. He's not concerned about you. He's concerned about God's kingdom expanding to just kick him in the tail end. You know what I mean? So, Keep your focus on Christ, and there's nothing you can't get through. The temptation's not going to be as bad as if you focus on what the world gives gives a dang about. You can st- when you are tempted, He will show you a way out, so that you can endure. So He, there's a way out. It might not be the easiest way out, but that's why Christians are tougher than everybody else. I'm just saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to go down here to Isaiah. Isaiah 43:18 says, "But forget all that." Not what we just read, but he's all the junk that you have. All that junk, forget about it. Forget about it. Get it out of your head. 
get it out of your mind get it out of your future and leave it in your past but forget about it all but forget all of that it is nothing compared to what I am going to do for I am about to do something new see I have already begun do you not see it a lot of people want to think that they became a Christian and then all of a sudden they're like but my life's still hard well first off can you not see what he already did he brought you to Christ Somebody planted a seed, he watered it, and that plant is growing. Can you not see what he already did? He brought you from A to B. Can he, you not see what he already done? You were born. Can you not see what he's already done? You exist. Can you not see what he's already done? You breathe. Can you not see what he's already done? I don't, I don't see what the big deal is. What, what what's so hard to see what he's already done i don't know but some people can't see it i will make a pathway through the wilderness so all the thick the thick 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 the junk of it's just coming at you it's coming at you it's coming at you he'll make a pathway through it did he not split the red sea for moses he can make a path keep your focus on him and you will get through it he also says that he can create rivers in a dry wasteland. So when you think that your life is just this big, dried-up wasteland, nothing is of value, nothing is its all dying, everything is dying, everything is dying of thirst, he can put a river right through the middle of it and watch everything just That wasteland of a life that you thought you had, watch it bloom. When you keep your focus on Christ, as soon as you take your eyes off, everything wilts and dies your focus back on him and everything grows back to where it needs to be so guys going forward I just want to remind everybody that just when you think you've been tempted beyond temptation well he won't tempt you beyond anything that you can't handle number two Jesus himself was tempted for 40 days and for 40 nights in the wilderness by Satan himself not a demon not one of his minions Satan himself offered him everything. He kept his focus on Christ and he told Satan to get out of here. We can do the same thing. He's given us the power to say, get out of here. I don't want to listen to you. And is, is he going to be like, okay. No. You're, he's going to get so close you can smell the sulfur on his breath. But you got a way out. Because God can put a, wilder, uh, a path through the wilderness a river in your wasteland help you fight off all the temptations and give you a brother or sister in Christ that you can reach out to and get through it I love you guys hopefully next week we'll have Kevin back until then keep Christ first tell Satan not today join us on social media join us on youtube go give us a like a follow hit that bell notification and alert you every time we get a video sign up to be a part of our street squad at www.streetsmartchristian.com hit us up with an email at streetsmartchristian at gmail.com send some prayer requests whatever you got questions about the youth group youth group starts back on wednesday anybody I've been letting some middle school kids come in, so, hey, I'm not going to turn anybody away. Come die by, join us. We have some good time. We'll feed your kids. We'll get them home. Oh, I'm not going to get them home, but we get them back so they can uh, 
get their homework done. 6.30, 7.30, we got an hour. Um, we do a Bible study. We're going through the E3 Discipleship Program. It's an FCA program. It's not. It's just uh, how to get out there and engage other Christian teens, Christian children, you know, get out there so they can spread the gospel. It starts with their kids. We love you guys. Join us next time on Street Smart Christian. I'm going to close this prayer. Father God, we love you so much and thank you for the opportunity to do this. We know that it's through your sacrifice that we have the opportunity to go out there and throw our sins at the cross, throw all our baggage at the cross, give it all to you, Father. And we just pray that you go and you touch everybody this week and put your hand on them. Anybody who needs healing, we ask that you go out there and you you put your hand on their heart and help heal their sicknesses, Father. We pray for Kevin's dad as he's going through a battle with illness right now. We pray that you heal him soon and get him back to us so we can we can all love on him again, Father. We miss his smile. Father, we ask that you be with the Mestis family as they go through this too. We ask that you put your loving arms around Shannon as she is right there to be Kevin's rock where he's usually her rock. We ask that you just give her the strength to get through this. And Father, we ask that you be with each and every one of us as we go out through this week. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Love you guys, gang.